0: Welcome, everyone, to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione. And we got what I thought was a little break, at least for us. We didn't have to travel, but when I saw the list of uh, events this past weekend, there was no break. No break in cornhole. It went off this past weekend in the world of cornhole in terms of state championships. So... Uh, we're going to get into all those winners uh, in a little bit here. But we've also got an event coming up this weekend in Ramsey, Minnesota. It's going to be shootout number six and open number 14. There's going to be a live broadcast on ESPN2 at 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday, the 23rd. So everyone get ready for that. But uh, yeah, big weekend for Cornhole. Trade, did you catch any of it? Yeah, yeah. I
1: actually uh, did did some broadcasting for the, uh, Carolina conference event. So I spent my Sunday here at the HQ doing, uh, pro bono games. Is that your pro bono work? Yeah, it wasn't pro bono.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the last time you did that, you're like, I'm not going to do this again. It's a lot of work. Oh, that's and you right. So, he did say that. I did say that. However,
1: all of the live stream tr- stuff is on the truck. So I had a very minimalistic setup of like just my laptop and a couple of cameras that I could plug into my laptop. So ah. setup setup and cleanup was like 25 minutes, which I that's that's no problem. Like if I had to sit there and tear down like the entire live stream court like that Wally does, no. Not doing that. Out. But <laughs> it was uh, and then hopefully we're putting in a permanent live stream court here at the HQ so that I know oh, if I yeah. set anything up, I can just hook it up and go. And oh, that'll be awesome. that'll be really easy. So that's got to happen. Right. But no, All it was right. good. It was uh, it was. I watched some some regional cornhole action, so it was good.
0: Nice, Anthony. Do you catch any of the state championships?
1: None. Just just results. You know,
2: just kind of as the results were flooding in, and then you know I would dig in a little bit uh, real quick into just some of the uh, some of the stats and finishes. But I didn't catch any any matches this weekend.
0: Well, we asked on Bagging and Bragging, Eddie Grindersleeve and Caleb Batson, who's the best player in Texas right now? And Caleb said, I guess we'll have to find out this weekend. Those were his words. (laughs) So keep that in mind when we get into the winners a little bit later. But before we do, let's get into the uh, shootout and the open happening this weekend. Trey, what are your thoughts on who's attending, who to look out for and all that good stuff?
1: Yep, so off to Ramsey, Minnesota. I will not be there this weekend. So you you guys are on your own. So you guys can tear it up in Minnesota. I've ne- yet, yet to go to Minnesota. It's like one of my – I've been to like 38 states, and it's one of my 12 that I haven't been to. So I'm like – Interesting. Oh, so anyway. Um, well, somehow we, we made it through
2: last time without you and Kat. Yeah. Somehow. How does that
1: happen? Yeah,
0: that was rough. That was we did have this
1: weekend. Okay. all right. You get cat this weekend, Um, but I'll be in Milwaukee, but then I won't be in Canton. So and of course, I'll be in Detroit. So Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's it's a good one. I'm looking at the registration list and I kind of forget how many really good players still haven't won a shootout. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at this going, oh, my gosh. I mean, even if you just look at high ranked players. Justin Burton Jr's there. Devin Harbaugh's there. Caleb Batson, Joe Niestet, Fisher Hamilton, Ryan Wiedenfeld. Alex Rawls, Jamie Graham, Logan Chamberlain, Jacob Trzinski. That's just that's
0: just like players that are that's just men singles. Um, it keeps going though. Hunter Thorne. Yeah. Trevor yeah. Halbert, Jimmy Humans. Oh, my good Ryan Smith, that's his thing. That's his jam.
2: Yeah, the, the only people really not from the, that aren't there from the top, like 20 something is uh, like, I'm just looking at this real quick. I don't see Alan Rawls and I don't see Derek Holland. Otherwise I feel like top 25 (laughs) are there at least that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. It's it's people waiting to the last minute, right? Trey. I mean, maybe that puts a lot of value in hitting those first couple, you know, you get to the end and everyone starts panicking and then the rosters just get tough.
1: Yeah. Even on the women's side, you look at the women's side, Cameron Belvin, Bella Soprenant, Sarah Cassidy, Connie Altice, Kimberly Glass, Kaylee Hunter, Yeti Irwan, Nicole, uh, Nicole Pratt, Allison Peters, Miranda Coy. I mean, literally, <laughs> every. I, mean, I can't every. believe it. I mean, it, I looked at the number of people signed up, and it's lower than some, most of the other shootouts. So when I pulled the numbers, I was like, okay, you know, it's going to be a little bit easier. And then I looked at the level of talent that is at these Th- this shootout, and I was like, "My goodness, this is gonna be this is gonna be crazy." So um, now that we've kind of said that, set this stage, you know, I think it's 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 really about looking um, at you know a couple different players and, P- and people that I'm looking out to, and and specifically, I'm taking this in the angle of who are my shootout people that win shootouts, right? So. First name that comes to mind at the top of the list is, or first two names on the men's single side are, are Jamie Graham and Alex Rawls. Okay, both of which have last season for Rawls only, but even going back to the season before with Jamie Graham, historically they have really succeeded and succeeded at a high level at these shootouts. Okay, they absolutely normally do that. Now, both Jamie Graham and Alex Rawls have had weird, not great finishes this year at certain events. Now, they both peaked at the Cornhole Mania in Erie. Alex Rawls gets his first ever win. Jamie Graham bounces back. He's he's second. So we're thinking, okay, we're all good now. They're back to where they were. And they kind of didn't live up to that where where they uh, finished in Erie. They didn't continue that over into the bag brawl. So we're also into pro shootout number six and they haven't won yet. So I'm saying to myself, what is going on right there, right? These are two players that have shown expertise and the ability to succeed in a round limited game, and we just haven't seen that yet this season. So I'm I'm looking, hoping, watching for a bounce back. Same can kind of go for Cameron Belvin and uh, Sarah Cassidy on the women's side, because They both, again, have experience winning shootouts. Now, Cameron Belvin, for whatever reason, does this every year. She waits until the last three to (laughs) succeed, right? I mean, two years ago, she won eight. Last year, she won seven. Does this year she means win six? I don't know. But Cameron Belvin, this last half of the shootout is where where we see her pull it together. And I think she was really close to doing that in uh Mesa she just you know or or yeah it was in Mesa but Gina Ramirez was just uh she kind of came out of nowhere so that was a big win for her Kaylee Hunter is another one Kaylee Hunter has won shootouts in back-to-back years and we haven't really seen her come that close yet I don't I know she's got a lot of personal stuff going on we could talk about Jamie and Kaylee and all that kind of stuff but in the end I kind of expected a little bit more and I've expected a little bit more out of Kaylee Hunter especially on the shootout side. Um, So that's my first group of singles. My second group of singles that I'm particularly watching are the, these guys are on fire. Okay. (laughs) That is uh, for me, that's your uh, uh, Caleb Batson. That's your Fisher Hamilton. um, And even I'm going to throw in there, Jacob Truszynski. I think all three of those players are absolutely on a tear right now. Jacob Truszynski I think is starting to get in the MVP conversation, even though Tony Smith can somehow can sometimes overshadow him. Trzesinski is top ten in singles, and he's obviously the number one team in the world with Tony Smith at number one. Caleb Batson just won the Texas State Championship. Spoil we spoiled that surprise. I guess we people didn't know that already, but just won that. He he had Fisher Hamilton on the ropes, who was the most unbeatable person at the bag brawl. So he was close to taking him down there and he just won a national in doubles. So Caleb Batson is not anybody that I want to play right now. Absolutely red, red hot. Um, and then of course, Fisher Hamilton, he just won a national singles event, right? He's, he's right now, we'll see where he is in our power rankings later, but he's pretty darn close to the top. Let's just give away some hints there. Right. So um, the, that's absolutely what I'm saying. And then if I had to pick one female that I'm identifying as a red hot right now, it's got to be Kimberly Glass for me. Kimberly Glass is having her version of a breakout year right now. She's she's a top three ranked female, which didn't come close to that last season. She threw a perfect game on television already when she played in that Super Bowl. Yes, it was a Super Bowl, but she threw a perfect game on TV. There's not many people that can say that. She's She's playing at a high level. So overall, I'm just... I'm 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 really ready to see if Kimberly Glass can get a shootout underneath her belt. Uh, Miranda Coy is maybe in that conversation well. I mean, I told Miranda Coy she had a cold in that in Portland. I said, you better be sick to every single event you go to if you keep throwing 10 eight six ten eight sixes for a PPR, a lot of these different games. So um so I'm I'm kind of on the single side watching both your 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 standouts that have normally succeeded in the shootouts and also those that are red hot.
0: Anthony, what do you think?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good coverage. I, I guess maybe the different angle I could take at it, I'm looking at it and going, who could be our next Tennyson or Gina Ramirez? Or we saw in doubles, Almanza and Frazier coming out and winning that thing. So, like, on the double side, I see a Samantha Finley and a Stephen Burneset. Burneset has won this in singles already. We saw what Samantha Finley did on the broadcast in singles for the women's. We know what she can do. We know she could come out and throw an 11-plus. And remember, these players are only throwing, you know, what is it, 20 bags in doubles? Um, yeah, 20 bags in doubles on a broadcast. Now a little bit more, maybe two more rounds more to lead up to that. But, hey, what about a Samantha Finley and a Steven that coming out and winning this thing? Ethan Walker teaming up with Timmy Jonas. We, Timmy Jonas coming off of a state championship this past weekend in doubles, going through a Hissner Henderson. Ethan Walker, we see him kind of... You know, that that player that's kind of pushing the envelope, showing up in second and third. Maybe they come out and shock us all and win it. What about the Kufi? I mean, we saw them have a, a good run. Uh, what was it, Myrtle Beach? Um, yeah. uh, it was Myrtle Beach, I think, they had a really decent run. So in the double side, you know, maybe those three teams could show up and be your next Almanza Frazier. On the, on the single side, uh, I'll bring up Ethan Walker again in singles. A Blaine Rozier, who I think is leveling up playing with some of the best players in the world right now constantly. And like I've said before, and we all know we talk about it with these people that stay in comp, stay in advanced. You're going to be a better player when you just get beat up by the best. And I feel that that's what Bl- where Blaine Rozier is at, but now he's becoming one of the best becoming a better player. I can see him coming out and maybe shocking us all in singles. Alec Ryan, which we got a little glimpse of last season. Um, we know that he's been kind of hot coming in, but then then it kind of faded. So I think the nation might have forgot about Alec Ryan. But what about him coming in and reminding everybody, hey, I'm still here. Uh, and then a Carson Getty. We saw him win in open singles. But again, the nation on TV, all the people in their living rooms haven't gotten a Carson Getty yet. Can he come out at a single shootout and, and, and make a TV broadcast? Those those would be some good, I think, um, you know, ones we wouldn't expect. And then people coming in uh, that need to, to kind of redo Hunter Thorne, right? He was basically a bag away from winning singles. And then we got Jamie Graham in the field who we saw come out at shootout number one against uh, uh, Malone and and just came up a little bit short. Um, So what about those guys getting back in it, back in the mix and and having a second shot at a shootout?
0: (laughs) Sam Finley joked with me. She said, I do great once I get to the final stage. I just got to get there. Like she, she's like, I do better there than on my way to there. I'm like, all right, so you got to figure it out, Sam, you could do this, but like she's they're great on TV.
2: Oh, she killed yeah. it. Killed it.
1: Yeah. And, and maybe the only other thing I'll add on, on the double side is, or well, first big picture, and then on the double side, big picture is you have, uh, we, again, I, I like to talk about seeding for these pro shootout championships. So coming in, you're going to be the sixth seed. You win this one. Okay. That would be a direct matchup. With pro shootout number um pro shootout number three champions so that would be tony smith rosie streaker and then noah almanza and jeremy frazier right so one thing i find oh, yeah. a little bit interesting is if you look on the double side you have a lot of partners teaming up together well you know sometimes you see a lot of these mismatch, mismatch yeah. partners we don't get that here a lot of teams paired up the one a couple that may be a little bit weird Matt and Brett Guy, which is not really that big of a surprise. So if they would win, that would be a rematch mm-hmm. of the Miami uh, uh, Pro Shootout where ah, Almanza and Frazier took down Matt and yeah. Brett Guy. So might be a little bit of a revenge there for Matt and Brett Guy. They, but
2: and not only do they want revenge, they sold. They were yes. terrible. Yes, absolutely terrible. So I know they want to. They want to redo that one. That one was bad.
1: Yeah, uh, and and maybe they can blame outside as being a part of that, but they're not outside this time. So yeah, um, but you know, keep in mind a couple weeks, next shootout after this, Milwaukee will be outside, so it will oh, be okay. you know, it's covered. It's Nobody covered. Nobody tells
0: me these things.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a secret. It's covered.
0: It's covered. This matters um, for wardrobe purposes, people. It's a secret. Yeah, yeah.
1: You just gotta be like a dude, just <laughs> wear whatever, and just uh, it doesn't work just that way. <laughs> Hey, what the, this is um, Milwaukee? Milwaukee, yeah. It's hey, what, Summerfest.
2: I was going to say, what are the chances are that we have actually – are we like? Is are we that close to Summerfest? We're,
1: We're in Summerfest. Oh. Oh, that's badass. And we may or may not have a Summerfest performer playing in Super Bowl. Oh, oh okay, okay. Here we so, go. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. i will talk about that later. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, and then the only other weird one I mean, because you have Lopez Richards, Hamilton Cano, uh, Burton Jr. Chamberlain, Zachline Halbert, humans Malone, Birchfield Rawls, Ruben Power, Foreman Creek Killer, Niestet Shermerhorn. So you got all of these. The only two weird ones that I think are worth mentioning are Caleb Batson yes. and Derek King. Okay, that's a little odd, but Batson is on something,
2: and then you have right. Derek King who. Great double. He's a world level player in doubles, right? So, another another odd team that could end up on TV. That'd be cool to see King back on TV.
1: Come on. Yeah. And then Ryan Windsor, Jacob Trzesinski, which I kind of really like. Ooh. I mean, that might be because Jacob is sitting here going, well, Tony Smith already won everything. So, I guess I got to go <laughs> do something else. <laughs> I got to go so, do something uh, else. <laughs> Actually, that's a yeah, good man. matchup
2: because Windsor's not going to get into these with Hicks, right? So he's probably looking for a stable uh, shootout partner for the rest of the season. Maybe there that's Brzezinski.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, good call. All right, let's get into the news around the league. I've got a list of state champions to go through. We're going to start it Here off with Texas. Uh- I'm going to go take lunch while you read all these. Yeah, you should. Everyone just go ahead and do your thing. (laughs) Get your coffee, whatever you want to do. All right. (laughs) Texas State Championship singles, Caleb Batson, doubles, Braden Wilson and Gavin Conno. Ohio State Championship singles, Jeremiah Ellis, doubles, Timmy Jonas and Eric Anderson. Carolina Conference singles, Jacob Gore, and he gets it again in doubles with Derek Holland. Pennsylvania State Championship, Gage Landis, who gets it done in doubles with Devin Mills. Florida State Championship, Fisher, Hamilton. Boy, is he hot right now. Alex Rawls and Cheyenne Bubenheim. Mississippi State Championship, Tubby and Tice Cobb and singles with Douglas Parker. Louisiana State Championship, Ian Cripps and also gets it in doubles with Bryce Forbes. Alabama State Championship, Aiden Brown doubles Daryl Macon and Tyler Goodwin. Montana State Championship, Greg Silvis and doubles Brent Cathy and Nicholas Clausen. Congratulations to all the winners. <laughs> There's a lot of them, and uh, congratulations to those who did it both in singles and doubles. Not easy to do. And what do we think about Braden Wilson and Gavin Condo? I mean, I th- th- I think of Texas and Florida as these. I guess Ohio too, like really big ones. I guess Carolina. I don't know. There's too many good states, but Texas, Braden Wilson, Gavin Condo. When I saw that post, I was like, let's go. Okay, that's not easy to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was maybe a little bit surprised. I'm not shocked. I, I can't be shocked by it, uh, but I was a little bit surprised. Right. Especially when you talk about all the other levels of talent that are out there. I mean, I, I didn't look at the full roster, but I'm assuming Justin Burton jr. And Logan Chamberlain played. I'm going to assume uh, Eddie Grindersleeve and Kayla Batson played. I'm going to assume AJ Sims and Jaime Sanchez in some capacity played. So, um, you know, I, I, it's pretty brutal of a, of a, of a field to go to. And so for Kano and Wilson, I just, I think it's really going to help Braden Wilson as he tries to get closer, um, you know, up those, up those standings. But uh, ultimately, yeah, I think uh, Kevin Kano was really impressive for me. If I'm going to speak on one, it was the one I was at. So, um, you know, when I look at the Carolina conference, I had Jacob Gore take both and in doubles, Derek Holland was above average. I mean, yeah, I think, it, uh, I think Nick told me he threw like a seven in a game. Yeah, he threw like a seven, eight, three in like a semifinal. Oh. I mean, it was just like, he was fine, right? Nothing wrong with it. Jacob Gore in doubles was absolutely disgusting. It was, it, it was disgusting. In singles, he played not as well, but he still won. It's like, it, wow. it, it, he, he just, um, he has such control over certain shots and he knows he, one thing that I've seen him mature over the past year is he's had the ability to both maintain a high level energy and maintain focus at the same time. For example, I think his brother can learn something from this. His brother this weekend did not do that. He had games where he was really good. And games where he's really bad, he let that eat him alive, okay? Whereas Jake, there were times when he was playing and he wasn't doing well. You could tell he did something, you know, purposely to reset. And then once he got a point or two, then it was about bringing the energy back up because he could continue to ride that momentum. Um, You know, he he picked apart uh everybody that he played uh colby shearer is a young kid again it's these young kids they keep popping up he did get gore in game one of the double dip 21 to 20 but he he got he got beat pretty good in the second game so um but just one of those guys that's going to hit roll bags if you give him the opportunity to hit roll bags and if you force him into some other stuff he might not be the same way but Ultimately, yeah. I, I, Jake Gore stole the show, and he's he's just playing at an elite level right now. I don't see him going anywhere for the next few months.
0: Anthony, anything to add?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think this will be good for everybody to, uh, just, just to kind of go through this real quick. But if you don't have the ACL Fan Zone app, absolutely get it ASAP. I mean, it'll change your world for anybody like me who's following stuff. So just for example, I'm looking at the Texas state championship here. And I'm going, okay, Batson coming out. We know how strong Texas is, right? I'm like, you know, was Soto in there? Where did, where did Burton jr. Finish off? Did Batson have to go through any of these guys, you know, uh, to get there? So in that ACL fan zone app, I think just 20 seconds, I think this is good for everybody. Once you're in there and it's going to have the Stevie red, normal logo, ACL fan zone. You click on ACL game zone. And right away I can search for a player. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, Caleb, Caleb, batson okay he's going to pop up and right away i can say let me look at all of his completed tournaments so right away i'm going to click on that bad boy and i can see the singles final state championship right away i'm going to go into that so right away what 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 pops open first the bracket so right away i can go in and see caleb batson had aj sims in the finals so we got aj sims making it to a final so I see Logan Chamberlain making it deep. I just wanted to point this out to everybody. I can go in and look at full standings, uh, and there's some other stuff there. So I kind of did that with a few of these. Um, you know, uh, Soto or uh, Burton Jr. was in this one. Chamberlain was in this one. Good to see AJ Sims making it that deep. And I just wanted to – let me see if I can pull this. I'm doing this live here, guys. Um, look at how crazy this is because I was going back and forth with Sims a little bit earlier. My guy, AJ Sims, threw a 10 over 148 rounds took second place (laughs) second place that's not good enough that might be the maybe top three ppr over 150 rounds that i've ever seen and my guy (laughs) took second place so it goes to show you the level of talent and you go down the list here and you see the florida state championship you know that if i were to do that same thing on the acl fan zone app you would see a list of insane pros. And I actually looked it up yesterday and looking at some of the tat stats. I think there were 10 players in Florida with over 10 PPRs in that tournament. That is what it's going to take. It's going to take the hybrid game. It's going to take a 10 plus PPR and it's going to take the ability to clean up the board and collect and the ability to score in traffic. Both of those, you're not going to win state championships anymore with just a 10. You need a 10, a cleanup game and the ability to score in traffic. And that's what all these players can do. So. Check out that ACL Fan Zone app; it'll change your life.
1: Appreciate the publicity, funny. Anthony. That was
0: unprompted, unprompted—a pitch right there. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Um, all right, let's get into the international events that happened. We also had the Belgium Open in singles, Matthew Revolt, and he also won in doubles with David Parody. And then we had the Canada Open; singles went to Dion Kuza, doubles Bobby Sperry and Daniel Fockler. So, congrats to our international events, Trey. What do you got?
1: yeah so first off just looking at matthew over there in uh from france playing in the belgium open this guy's gonna be a problem um when it comes olympic time this guy's gonna be a problem i can tell you that in a couple years when the united states is playing against these guys you don't want to play matthew uh so if you remember let's let's go back a little bit to a full year ago the acl had its first acl european open in that team's event there were th- three games right they played two singles and a doubles right and everybody just expected the usa to win 21 to 0 in all three events team usa lost a game in that final okay matthew revolt beat justin stranger head to head oh while he was over in europe okay now he's got to develop his game he's a bag runner right now right it's not the prettiest bag but He's down the center, right? So France, I know, has got some shooters right now. So that's one thing I'm looking out for. He sweeps both singles and doubles. He's a guy that's on my radar. Um, Bruno Bacquiet, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, right? But he is also from France. He won the first European Open of the season in Germany, okay? And I believe he swept that as well, okay, when you talk about On the European side, okay. You talk about Bruno and you talk about Matthew. They're both, and then Peretti is also from France. France is putting together a team out there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, (laughs) someone that you don't want to play. All right. So I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, If I'm going to add anything else, uh, second Canadian Open of the season. um, You know, you had Dion Cusa win that in singles. Dion Cusa is also a problem. Um, he is a high, high PPR guy. I mean, I watched him. So he's a, he's a, a, a Canadian. He's a pro though. He competed at the, uh, at the second national of the season when we were in, um, Erie, Pennsylvania. I saw him in Tony Hughes. He picks up a random PDC player, right? Because he's PDC as well. They enter the bracket the first game. Who do they get? Of course, you got to play a top seed. So they play Joe Niestet and Jeremy Shermerhorn. Okay. Out of the gate, that was an 18-18 game when I walked up to it, okay? And no offense to Tony Hughes, but Tony Hughes hasn't, hasn't been around that level of stadium, yeah. that level of competition, and played that high level before. Dion Kuza is putting it on Jeremy Shermerhorn right now. Jeremy Shermerhorn's begging Joe Nistat down the other end to just finish the game. And Joe Nistat did finish the game on that end, but I was saying it's Dion Cusa is a player that people need to be thinking of, not just in the context of a really good Canadian player, but one that has a potential to have some really high upside on an international stage. So uh, overall, that's what I'm looking at. There's a couple of these different Canadians that are starting to pop up as that is growing like wildfire up there north of the border. So that was a terrible pun. and I that was not meant to be a terrible joke. That was meant to be a joke, um, but the idea is, like, literally, it, it's going everywhere right now, Cornhole is, and so you're getting a lot of these top players just starting to pop up across the, all over the place, so um, you better start watching out for the Canadians up there. They're going to start winning some tournaments.
0: Anthony, anything to add?
2: Hey, just question for you, Trey. Do all of these – so in the U.S., we have the 16 Opens. Those roll up into some ranking. Do all these roll up into, like, a European ACL Europe ranking of some sort?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to right now on the on the European on the website right now, you can look up European rankings, and they should be okay. updated. Uh, I don't know if they're updated in real time, but let's see. You keep talking; I'll tell you.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so then my next thought was going to be: we use our open division, our open points to grant pro positions to certain players. Is there going? Is this going to be the same thing? That would be my next question. Does it roll up into some ACL Pro or ACL Europe Pro? qualification as well
1: yeah yeah, that program is being built as well so literally I mean you know what we try to do is offer international spots so people can come and compete in these tournaments now it's sometimes it's hard to come all the way across you know across the pond and compete but I'm hoping you know I'm hoping we'll get some at the at the world championships this year from Europe we'll obviously get a ton of Canadians but yes that's the idea is you're building out pros across the world Nice. And yes, they're on the website right now. They have not updated from this weekend yet, but like right now, ACL Europe standings. Bruno is number one in uh, in Europe. So Bruno Buckwheat, ba- 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 and then uh, Matthew is six. So right. So you got the top. Here are the leaderboard: France, Germany, France, Germany, Germany, France, Germany, Belgium, Germany, 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 Germany. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> so France and Germany are leading the way up, uh, in Europe right now. Clearly. All right. Well,
2: if a, if a six-place guy can take down a stranger, what can a one- or two-place guy do?
1: Right.
0: You right. Know,
2: that's pretty interesting. I love it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And next up, we have our Super Bowl we want to chat about. That's going to be on 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday the 23rd. Our teams are Ryan Lochte and Jay Dotson, Noah Almanza and Alexander Madison, Scott Porter and Tanner Halbert, and Josh Thielen and Kyle Cook, Trey. What can you tell us about the Super Hole?
1: Well, first of all, I—I I, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you guys are Friday Night Lights fans. I just watched it. it
0: for the first time like four months ago. I know it's a Super Hole oh, show. Seriously? Yeah, just oh, started watching. Perfect it. timing. Perfect timing. Yeah, I know. So, well, I watched Ginny in Georgia. Ginny in Georgia is scott porter's current show and i do watch that but the way it came about because i watched judy and georgia and my sister-in-law said oh did you like he was in friday night lights and i said i've never seen it and which she was like what are you joking me go watch it now so then i watched the whole series i have
2: no idea what that show is but for some reason when i hear friday night lights it reminds me of like a high school football show or something well there's a movie it is okay okay yeah
0: well there's the movie and then there's the series right Oh, it came off of a movie. I don't know which was
1: which. Oh, okay. No, Good the time. movie was definitely first, but okay. the show, I, in my opinion, is better. But no, yeah, essentially. So who who Scott Porter is on the show is Jason Street. Jason Street's the name of the character Anthony, and essentially, he's like the next Arch Manning, Peyton Manning, like huge prospect. Okay. And then in his senior year, he goes to tackle somebody and he breaks his neck on the field. And so he ends up permanently in a wheelchair. And so the story is like how they go through the rest of that season and then how the coach and the players go on and how Jason moves on with his life because he's now another football player. He's in a wheelchair. Right. So like, so, so Scott Porter plays the character, Jason Street, and he does a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. Um, And so it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So, I uh, I can't wait I can't wait to to watch because I think Scott is great and you guys will meet him and talk to him and then also you know you got some athletes right uh, um, in Ryan Lochte and Alexander Madison so Alexander Madison now for those not familiar the Vikings just released Dalvin Cook so Alexander Madison is the starting running back of the Minnesota Vikings talk about a pure athlete on the stage so last time we had athletes and football players on the stage. They played at a really high level. So maybe not, maybe not the level of Tim Settle Jr., but I'm expecting someone that's going to show up and, you know, have some skills, right? And then, uh, and then Ryan Lochte, an Olympian, however many medals has Ryan Lochte won, like a bajillion. um, Yeah. And uh, what he's- I'll I'll use that quote
0: on the uh, broadcast there.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. A bajillion. And uh, what, he's got the second most medals of all time of any swimmer besides Phelps, right? It's got to be something close like that, right? or I make that up but
2: no I know it's a close. lot though but start hammering yeah. some research here real soon. Yeah. He was so he mean, was gangster in the pool though. I remember watching him and yeah. wasn't he a good cuz I feel like as Phelps was going out he was kind of coming in, right? Is that how are, they overlapped a little bit?
1: I yeah. Think. I think he was on that team. Remember that like iconic relay that yes. Phelps was a part of and Locke was I think they were both on that relay. I think they went like one and two. Or whatever it was um but yeah i mean so you got athletes on the court which is all you can really ask for right and then but then what's really cool is you know you got some personality on there too from from the pros you know cool for josh steelen he's playing in his you know home state he grew he lived in minnesota for what he said almost 40 years he lived in minnesota so he's playing uh jay dotson always always going to bring the energy so I think Jay Dotson is gonna have a good time, um, but overall, I think it'll be it, it'll, it'll be a fun uh, Super Bowl prelim.
0: Anything to add, Anthony?
1: No, just the only
2: thing to add. Looking at the pros, I mean, it's Josh Thielen. Um These other three guys he's going against, very comfortable and familiar with the broadcast. We saw Thean a little bit. I believe it was a shootout. Um, yeah, it was a shootout in doubles, so he's got a little bit of yeah. experience. But uh, he, to keep up and hold his end his end of the board, he's gonna have to. He's gonna be going up against some beasts.
0: That's so true. All right, buy or sell is next. Our first one being Fisher Hamilton will win Rookie of the Year, not Justin Burton Jr. Buy or sell.
1: <laughs> this is tough because With the coin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it because I think Burton Jr. The where Burton Jr. is right now, he has a first place finish a third place finish in like a really bad finish. So in my mind, he goes to Detroit. He's going to drop that lowest. He's going to finish well at Worlds. Fisher, I think, had two moderate finishes and plus the win. So it, I don't know. Overall, I think, and you also have to add into the fact that Justin Burton Jr. has the national doubles win, which is yep. also going to hang over. You know, that conversation. Now that isn't to say Fisher Hamilton and Gavin Cano can't come out and, and win a national in doubles. That's that's very well possible. But for me, I just think Burton Jr. is gonna hang on and have a little bit of an edge and he ends up winning rookie of the year.
0: Anthony, by yourself.
2: Yeah, like I said, it's gonna be a flip of the coin and kind of touching on what you were saying about finishes, obviously they both have a national. If you go to their next best finish, Burton Jr. third in bracket. Hamilton fifth in bracket. Coincidentally, if you look at their worst place finishes, they both placed 45th in their worth, worst place finish. So they're going to drop those. But to your point on the double side, it's going to take Kano, I think, really coming through. And he has been. We've seen him twice on the shootout. They just haven't been able to close. I think those boys can still threaten a national doubles championship. It's going to come down to winning a doubles, I think, is going to be the deciding factor on the flip of the coin, if you can do that with Kano. So I'm going to well, – how did it read,
0: Mish? Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton wins. I'm going to oh, go yeah. with
2: Hamilton because I think that he is has the momentum right now. I think he has okay. the momentum right now going into the into the uh, finish.
0: Interesting. All right. Bella Soprenat will pass Cheyenne Bubenheim again for number one ranked pro female.
1: So I am going to sell this one um, as well because – I think on an even playing field, they both have similar upside. And I really like the way Bella was playing. The issue is is that Bella now, because she's missing that national, assuming she's going to Detroit, is now going to be a national behind. Yeah. Meaning that she's going to have to go in as a bottom seed and play a number one, number two, number three seed, which really puts her in a tough spot. Now, what would be interesting, I don't know what the math is, but Cheyenne's now flirting with a two or three seed, right? <laughs> does, does Cheyenne end up having to play Bella like first oh, round based on how it comes out? That would out? be
2: legit. Uh,
1: but I don't know. That's complete, That's complete, like a crapshoot, like one in 20 chance. But point is, I think, um, you know, I, I still think Cheyenne finishes number one. Anthony?
2: Yeah, mathematically, it is crazy in favor of Cheyenne's. Uh, I'll just throw it out there. Right now, if we drop Cheyenne's worst, worst, Performance. She's 12th in the league. So uh I don't see that happening. Cheyenne's gonna she, uh, Cheyenne's gonna take that.
0: The ACL MVP can win the award without winning a national like Mark Richards or Devin Harbaugh if it ended today. <laughs> this is tough. Wow. So
1: so he, I think I think my logic is I'm gonna sell it. I don't think I would make number one on my MVP ballot, someone like a Devin Harbaugh, Mark Richards, who hasn't won something. And my logic is, if you finish the season number one, you win man of the year, or you win woman of the year. So you're getting that award. And that's an award that recognizes someone who finished the standings number one, right? So MVP allows me to pick someone that I think is the most valuable. I mean, that's, that's what the award is. So to me, Someone across singles and in doubles. So it does bring across doubles. But to me, I think you got to win something. That's my personal opinion. I'm going to sell it. I- I'm only voting for a winner.
0: I feel like you have a lot of say in that. So that's good to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I get one ballot.
0: Everybody gets one ballot. So
1: I... Yeah, it- but who-
0: Okay. But how- you decide who goes on the ballot, right?
1: Uh, true, but I'm usually pretty generous on the ballots. Like last year, I think... I think I had some people on the ballot last year that is like nobody's actually going to vote for this person. So, I mean, <laughs> the ballots are the ballots are pretty big. I don't know. That's and there's good.
0: like 20 That's people good. that get a ballot. Michelle, you're going to get a ballot. You're, you're yeah, you're no, mine. I, I get true, true. Anthony, by yourself.
2: sell. Uh, the man of the year uh, angle is it completely makes sense. The other thing for me is I cannot think it would make sense to give an MVP award to a player that hasn't demonstrated the co- the capability to close. On TV. I mean, you can come in and you can take second in your bracket, second year bracket in these side courts, but the ability to get on TV under the lights in front of everybody under pressure and closing that off sometimes twice, sometimes winning two singles matches on TV. That is a pure, that is a, a legit MVP. In my opinion, you got to be able to do that to, uh, to get MVP.
0: Canada will win silver at the first Olympic cornhole event.
1: Ah, you better watch out for France. That's all I'm telling you right now. France, France, give them give them 4 years. I'm still going to buy it. I'll say Canada's is going to be the most ready, but France is going to win uh, is going to win uh bronze right now. Um and and it wouldn't take a lot of convincing for me for me to flip those. Just saying.
0: Yeah. Anthony?
1: You know, I don't I don't feel like
2: I have enough background to answer. What about you, Mish? What do you think about this one?
0: Well, I just think Canada has an advantage because they've been, they're not as new as France. I feel like Canada's been involved with us for what, two years or so? Three? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And France has been more recent. So that would be the only angle I would take. Yep. I feel that. All right. Last one. For the first time in his career, Matt Guy will go an entire season without winning a national in singles or doubles in a year that he's eligible to do so. That's
1: crazy. So he didn't win in 2019 and 2020, but he wasn't a pro in those years. So like, I mean, it wasn't the same thing. So you can't, but 2017, yes. 2018, yes. 2021, yes. 2022, yes. So we're running out of time. I have a standing steak dinner bet with Wally that Matt guy, that Matt guy will make it to a broadcast in singles. Um, so i'm gonna i'm gonna i gotta stick with my bet i'm gonna say he he's gonna win something him and jamie either win doubles or he wins singles at one of these last two events i don't like my odds but i'm i'm standing by my my proposition damn it <laughs> Anthony. i'm 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 in line with
2: that i mean this is the goat of cornhole i know trey hates that word but if we look at history Matt Guy is that guy, and he's still in the mix. Yes, he's he's showing a little fall in the ranks because of his style, his play, his decision making. He's sticking to his guns on how he approaches the game, but he's still the goat. So until he goes a season without winning one, I'm going to say he's going to win one.
0: All right, bye and bye and bye. All right, we've got singles power rankings. We're going to start with you, Trey. Go ahead and let us know who you got
1: oh anthony's not gonna like these <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. so i have a top six player that is not in my top 10 and i don't know where to put him. okay alan Rawls. so just here we go here
0: we go <laughs> number one you say the same thing
1: i thought about this over and over again i was like he just won the last event give me a reason i can't have i shouldn't have fisher hamilton at number one right now and it say, well, maybe his first national, he didn't play that well. It's like, okay, well, this is a power ranking. This isn't a, a year-long ranking. This is a power ranking. Fisher-Hamilton's got the power right now. Fisher-Hamilton, number one, okay? Uh, number two, I got Justin Burton, Jr. I still think he's number one on my MVP race. And he still looked really good. When I watched him play, um, he had this crazy, shocking loss to Matthew Creekiller, It was just mind-blowing like we didn't know what happened and he turned around the next game and he was just like he didn't know what way was up it was almost like he got punched in the face and he didn't know what happened the guy is still incredible so I have him at number two I want you to see how long it takes for me to get to Devin Harbaugh who is our number one player in the world right now
2: oh yeah still going
1: number three is Mark Richards now you could argue and say well Devin Harbaugh and Mark Richards wouldn't you just put Harbaugh over Richards based on the same thing no I wouldn't because mark richards shows that he can win time and time again like anthony said on that main broadcast court i'm still kind of waiting for arbaugh to finish that all together in that same regard so um i got mark richards at number three i think he's an mvp candidate as well number four i got caleb batson uh caleb batson he was number three in the rankings so i got Batson all the way at four um i don't want to play caleb batson right now he just won a texas state championship if he doesn't run into Fisher Hamilton, he might win the entire national in the first one. And he just won a doubles national. Um, I don't I don't care. I don't care. He's there. <laughs> Number five, Tony Smith. Still okay. no Devin Harbaugh. Still no Devin one Harbaugh. One of the hottest guys, hottest players on the planet right now. If Harbaugh had beaten Tony Smith at the last national, I would have Harbaugh first, Smith second. Smith beat him, so I get Tony Smith at five. Harbaugh you get 20 seconds, Dre.
0: 20 All seconds.
1: Right. Number seven, I have Jake Gore. I watched him this weekend, Carolina Conference. Number eight, I have Alan Rawls. Oh, he's you on there. Was the, you thought he that was there. the guy that wasn't going to be in my top ten. <laughs> Number nine, I have Alex Rawls, who's not even in the top 20 right now. He's wow. a terrible experience, but he just won a national. Number ten, I have Matt Guy. Andy, no Jamie Graham? I have no Jamie Graham. No, no Jamie, Jamie Graham. No Jamie Graham. No, Joe Nisbett, in my top ten, wow. Joe Nisbett's gonna burn my house down. I'm sorry,
0: Anthony. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna take a little bit different angle. I am going to go off of I know power rankings is how I'm feeling right now, but I'm gonna give you pure data. I I'm am sure holding the top Hi. ten players. I am holding the top ten players in my hand right now. If we dropped worst performances, these are your top ten players after dropping points. Okay. Number one in the world is going to be a Justin Burton Jr. Uh, Why he t- he's, he won the whole thing and he took third or he he won the whole thing and won his bracket. You put those two together, he's the number one player in the world. Number two, Fisher Hamilton. If you drop worst place performances, Fisher Hamilton right behind him. We talked about how they tied at forty fifth in their worsts. Those go out. Fisher has a first and a fifth. Burton Jr. has a first and a third, so he's got him barely. Um, and and Trey, you had those ones swapped. The number three player in the world right now, if you drop worst performances, Alex Rawls is number three in the world. He's your number nine, Trey. Number four in the world, Devin Harbaugh, if you drop worst, hasn't won the whole thing yet and pretty consistent. He's got a second overall, a uh, third in bracket and a fifth in bracket. So pretty consistent. Number five, this one might surprise you a little bit. Number five in the world right now, if you drop worst place performances, keep in mind how important those bonus points are. Jamie Graham, number five in the world right now. If you drop worst case, uh, worst, worst place, he took second overall. So we got 10 to 10 bonus points off of that. And at the last national, he was ninth or excuse me. He was, yeah, ninth, ninth in his third in his bracket, ninth overall. So that's going to help him out quite a bit. Tony Smith is tied at fifth with Jamie Graham. You had him at fifth. He's tied at fifth. If you drop his worst, dropping worst for Alan Rawls, which is crazy. Bracket win, bracket win. He's still only seventh in the world because he doesn't have the bonus points. You got a guy sitting at seventh who has won his bracket twice and still in seventh place. Those bonus points are really, really important. Number eight right now in the world, if you drop worst place performances, Mark Richards. I love you putting him at third place, Trey, because he is the most consistent player in the world right now. He's got a second overall, a third overall, and a first in bracket second in bracket yep so that's how consistent he is um and then uh tied at eight and th- these are actually three-way ties so pretty pretty interesting going into the fourth national three-way tied at eight Mark Richards Jake Gore Matt guy all tied at the eighth position uh, which gives you eight nine ten to finish up my top ten
1: wow. so you don't have that either I'm telling Joe no, that tell- I'm telling I'm telling jo oh, that I'm telling he's coming for you both <laughs>
2: You better uh, give him again, the love numbers. your hot take. Yeah, all numbers.
0: <laughs> all right, what's your hot take, Trey? All right, I'm riding who's hot
1: stays hot. Pro shootout men's singles champion this weekend, Caleb Batson takes it down.
0: Okay. Anthony.
2: I'm going to go with singles uh, shootout um, hot take. Just won a state championship in doubles. I'm gonna go Gavin Cano. Shock, shocks everybody. Wins shootout. Stop playing. Well,
0: That's man, crazy. I feel like I feel like we gotta carry on the Texas, and I'll take Fisher. Oh, it's all, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I was gonna go women's, but I like this better. So we're it's either C- Caleb, Gavin, or Fisher. Those are those are our hot takes. Texas so wins. Texas, Texas wins. wins no matter what. Well, Fisher's from Florida. Fisher's Florida. Yeah. Oh, I was. Oh, you with some, yeah. Because I went, Gavin, I
2: went Gavin Cano.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm yeah, I you Texas because the those the no, give us your women's ones. take then. I want the women's one too. You want the women's one? Okay. Well, I was gonna go Cameron Belvin for women's.
1: I like both. She's got Fisher and Cameron. She's got two. She's gonna win them both.
0: <laughs> yeah, I better. Well, Fisher's been really hot, but te- but Florida being an equally tough state as Texas. All right, that's all we got time for today. Uh, we'll see you guys all next time.